With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to episode 93, brought to you by Canvas People, Simple Contacts, and Church Home. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram where you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. Ladies, I am back this week with the second half of our Jen Giles Kemper interview. Didn't you love last week? I just love Jen. She is so sweet and sincere and full of so much wisdom. And she does such a good job of distilling down everything that she has learned for the rest of us so we don't have to put in the kind of time that she did. I am so excited for you guys to be able to listen to this episode where we go really into Advent and all of that. I think you're going to love it. But if you'd like to go deeper into all the things that we have to offer with Cultivating the Lovely, you're probably going to want to go hit up our Patreon community at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. In fact, it may be a really great thing to ask for for Christmas. Just ask your spouse to go get you a subscription at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. And each month you can be a part of our challenges and all of the things that we're doing, our Wedding Grid of Fiona-like podcast, all kinds of wonderful things that are happening over there, including including behind-the-scenes posts on what it was like for me to interview the person that I had on for each week's episode. They're called Thoughts on the Interviews Posts, and so far it's been a really fun way for me to kind of bring you into the inner sanctum of what it is to be doing this podcast and interacting with these ladies. We also have posts every Monday morning called Monday Morning Gathering that lets you know everything that's happening in the Cultivating the Lovely and Same Page universe. And I try to come on live at least once a week to be able to chat with all of you. You don't want to be missing out over there, so go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. But without further ado, let's finish up this episode with Jen Giles Kemper. I think in the Christian faith at large, I mean, kind of from its roots, we've always had, you know, these factions that have come off and all, like you were saying, there's so many different ways to worship. There's so many different um, denominations and everything, but we've let those be dividing points. And, mm-hmm. you know, I I have heard it even said, well, those people, they're not really Christians because look what they're doing or, you know, but, right. but hold on, <laughs> maybe it's just a different way of people expressing their worship or coming to know the Lord. And, and we don't have to make those calls on it as long as, you know, we're, we've got this core of Jesus. Let, let's find those commonalities and be able to, to kind of blur those lines a little bit more to have the greater discussion of what is the the actual point here. The actual point is Jesus and whatever way you come to him in that worship, that that is so much based on personality. And you know, I've I've heard Ann Vogel talk before that when they started going to I think it's Angelican 
or Anglican or however you pronounce uh-huh, it. Anglican say, church. Anglican. Mm-hmm. I think that's where she is. And she said like when she went into the quieter services and she realized that her little band of introverts thrived off of that and they could you know not be so bombarded by all the noise and the you know the the loudness and everything that comes from some other churches you know and that's where they could sit in their worship other people like I love a great loud worship set you know like I I can really thrive in that but then being an I'm kind I'm an extrovert but then I I enjoy a good you know by myself (laughs) session but yeah they're, they're so because I'm an extrovert though like then those times that are quieter you know you can really appreciate those more because it kind of forces you to do that more internal work and you know yeah. so it's so much of it is personality based and I remember I got the little small book of common prayer by mm-hmm. what's his name Shane Shane Claiborne yes. Enuma yes. and Jonathan Wilson Hargrove yeah they yes. have common prayer a liturgy for ordinary radicals and that's another resource that we draw on in our planner and that I love 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 using for um, like weeknight prayers at our house with yeah. our family. Um, I'll say we did a lot more of that pre-kids than we have done. We're sure. finding our way back to our new our new rhythm, which yeah. I'm excited about. Um, but we've also used it for a bunch of small groups that we've been a part of. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great resource. Tell me about your experience with it. Well, I just have the little one. I bought it yeah. thinking it was going to be the big one, and then the little one came. <laughs> so someday, I hear a lot of people say that. <laughs> yeah. Someday I'll get the big one. But I, you know, it was such a, like, I almost felt like hush-hush ordering it because the way I was raised, it was always like, what, don't like pray what other old dudes already prayed. Like, why would you do that? You need your prayers to all be personal and relational and just between you and God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it, you don't want to just, if you're just saying what somebody else said, then it's not from your heart or whatever. And but when I actually went and I started reading them, I was like, but these are really good. and <laughs> They're really yeah. deep. And it's making me think and contemplate praying things that I haven't thought about praying before or I really needed in this time, but I didn't know how to put words to. And then as I was thinking about it, it was like, well, wait, we we sing worship songs that people write like that aren't exactly, exactly out of the Bible. Yep. And it's the same thing. It's an act of worship. It's a way of, you know, having someone else put words to what we're feeling as well that maybe we couldn't find a way to express or it gives us the freedom to not have to come up with it on our own but just really relish in what someone else who was really in that moment and pursuing God was feeling or writing you know I just when we can let go of some of those like buttoned up no way we can't you know be willing to kind of blur those lines and think about it you can really realize that there's richness and depth there absolutely I think that's been so much my experience as well that um I love extemporaneous, spontaneous, off the cuff, in the moment prayer, right? Like that's a part of my personal devotional life. I journal, I cry out to God. It's a part of um, our worship service that's really meaningful to me. Absolutely. Um, I sometimes am the one offering that. I am usually the one listening to someone else offering that. So valuable. Yeah. Also, I find it so helpful, valuable, meaningful that I can hear the prayers that not just came off my head this morning, sleep deprived, exhausted, 
haven't made it to my teapot yet. Yeah. Um, distracted by a thousand other things, frustrated, worried, whatever. I'm so grateful that I don't always have to be the one that comes up with the words that I offer up to God. And there are times that either in moments of pure celebration and joy or in moments of, um, desolation, exhaustion, anger, fear, hurt that I don't have the words. Yeah. And yet I want so much to cry out to God. And I have been so grateful that I've been given the gift of other people's words, um, who have taught me and instructed me and ushered me into the presence of God when I couldn't do that for myself, when I needed help, when I needed guidance, when I needed companionship. And so I, I look at prayers that are written and offered to us through, through books, through audio, through other resources that way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a companionship, it's guidance and how nice that many of them have been, um, you know, that thousands of people have said, this is good. This yeah. is true. This is yeah. holy. This, this helps me find my way to God. This helps me find my way to being a faithful witness and bringer about of kingdom in the world. Yeah. Um, they nailed it. I'm going to teach the prayer to you. That's how good it is. Like, yeah, man, that, that just makes it really nice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. one without the other, one without the other, there's a mess. Um, yeah. yeah. So I would, I would certainly never recommend one without the other. And I'll say there's, there's another kind of prayer. Um, there is cataphatic prayer and apophatic prayer. And I know I'm using like a bunch of words, but again, because I feel like part of my job is to be a translator and, um, a dictionary builder for other people, because I didn't know these words. Um, there is prayer that is beyond words. Mm -hmm. Um, and we hear about that in scripture. We, it talks about groanings, um, utterances too deep for words And, um, you know, there are a lot of ways to pray to God that don't include words at all. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's been another thing that I've been so grateful that people could teach me and model for me and invite me into and help me wrestle my way through that. Like, you know, what does it mean to, to be with God in prayer and to not talk and to not read and to not journal like there's just no words. Yeah. Um, that be still a no kind of yes, thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Oh, so much stuff. I want to talk about Advent. I don't want to, to end this show without talking about Advent because there's such a richness when you think about it from the, you know, the liturgy and the church calendar, because I think a lot of us, you know, we all know Jesus is the reason for the season, you know, mm-hmm. but we still tend to get caught up in the busyness and we get to Christmas and end up having felt that lack of the spiritual side of the season. And right, so right. I wanted to ask you, like, what are some ways, probably especially for women coming from mm-hmm. a more non-denominational or evangelical background, like how can we be adding in that more of that spiritual component using these resources or what resources would you suggest to draw in this season in a way that isn't, you know, one more thing that we're trying to check off, but that actually invites us into experiencing this season? Well, gosh, I feel like you, you just said it. Um, and that is instead of, okay. So 
let me back up a little bit. Okay. So the church moves in this rhythm called the Christian year, the church year, the liturgical year. Yeah. They mean the same thing. And in this rhythm, you find the birth of Christ, the death of Christ. We all know those as Christmas and Easter. Um, But a lot of us just don't have experiences beyond that. We don't have language for beyond that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, in both of our lives, we can point to times of great joy and celebration like Christmas. Yeah. And um, Easter is also a time of great joy and celebration, but it comes after a season of darkness. I mean, Jesus was in the grave for three days. Yeah. And so only having Christmas and Easter, those experiences in Christ's life that I'm supposed to like model my life, what I see there is two moments of joy and celebration. And like, I got a lot more stuff happening in my life than just that. Like, yeah. Those are great models, but I got a lot more going on. And um, so what, what the gift of the liturgical year is, is it teaches us how to be human. Mm-hmm. That's been my experience. Because it shows us that in the full humanity of God through Jesus, so Jesus is fully God, fully human. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. It means that when you follow his life, you see times of preparation. Um, So there was a a long season of preparation leading up to his birth. And that's something that the church invites us into, a season of preparation for welcoming the Christ child into our lives, into our hearts, into our homes, into our families, into our work. That's what Advent is. Yeah. Um, And then you do see Christmas. That is a season of celebrating that Christ has come. And we are cherishing that and celebrating that. Christmas is 12 days. So the 12 days of Christmas, it actually starts on Christmas and goes for 12 days after that and ends with the season of Epiphany. And so then Epiphany is a season epiphany means like aha yeah like bright light ta-da yeah um like an aha moment right an (laughs) aha moment and so um epiphany is when the rest of the world those who don't know christ who weren't looking for jesus like stumble across him and they're like aha like what's Mm -hmm. happening here who is this person what is it like what does that got to do with me um and so an epiphany is when Christ comes to the rest of the world. And so it's a season now, um, you know, each of these mirrors season in Christ's actual life, Jesus's actual life, but they're also seasons for the church to live into that truth, to become fully human by living into that. Mm -hmm. And so epiphany is a season. um, We say that it's the first season of ordinary time because it's where the church gets to work. It's where you are looking at the ways that Christ is showing up and being made known in your life that others may know him and encounter him. So if you guys have been listening for a while, then you know that I love canvas people. I love getting prints of my kids and our little family blown up onto beautiful canvases that become works of art that we'll be able to hang in our someday home. In fact, I love them so much that I think they make the perfect Christmas present, whether it's someone you just don't know what to buy for them, or it's just a family member that you know would love it regardless of what they have on their list. 
So if you have that special someone that you want to give something unique and beautiful to that also captures a shared memory for them to have printed and able to cherish on their wall, I have got a special little offer for you. Right now, as a special, very limited holiday offer, CanvasPeople.com is offering their popular 11 by 14 photo canvases for free. That's right, free! These normally sell for $69.99, but for this week only, you'll pay nothing. Just cover shipping and handling. To get your free canvas, text LOVELY to 797979. Just pay shipping and handling. This offer won't last. Text LOVELY to 797979. That's LOVELY to 797979. Message and data rates may apply, but man, it'll be worth it. I'll say too that I grew up in contexts where people would never have referred to God as a woman, even though God is referred to as a woman. <laughs> there are a lot of analogies for God as a woman and, and pictures of God as a woman in scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not common. And because Jesus was like an actual man, yeah, we tend to use a lot of masculine language. It's an, it's kind of another thing that I have found, um, is foreign and takes some getting used to for a lot of us, but has been really helpful um, to see God not as man, um, as masculine, as male, um, but beyond that. Um, So if you have experiences of trauma, abuse, um, pain that are um, particularly coming from an experience that you have had with a man, Mm. it can be really hard to see God as a man and only as a man bound by that. Um, And so I found it really helpful to look through scripture and find ways that God has talked about um, beyond God's masculinity or maleness. Yeah. Um, So I'll throw that out there, but (laughs) we see that like we're, we're bringing this to the world. It's the church's job to bring Jesus to the world, to be um, building that kingdom. And then um, after the season, like you're out, you're doing the work. Then we have, we enter into a season of darkness, a season Mm -hmm. of preparation, God in the wilderness, uh, Jesus in the wilderness, preparing for his own death. Yeah. And um, it's a time where you're invited to wrestle with the things that separate you from God, the things that separate you from truth, the things that separate you from love. Um, and that's, you can call it lots of things, but it's sin. Um, and so it's a time that we're invited to root out the various sins in our life. For me, I had, I was taught so many various things about sin growing up that even though it is a helpful word and a necessary word, I found for me, um, I've had seasons where it has lost its meaning and it just didn't it didn't get me anywhere. Mm. And so I began to look for fracture, for holes, for places of pain, places of loneliness, um, places where I, you know, was not whole, was not faithful, was not myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I found that those helpful questions to ask. And so that's what Lent is for, which yeah. we're now, we now see is a uh, season for fasting, for um, almsgiving, so generosity, mm-hmm. and for 
um, prayer. Those are the focuses for the church for Lent. And then um, after Lent, we have a season of Easter where we are, are then celebrating that Christ is risen. And so and a lot of churches will say, Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed. And what good news that is. Um, and so then you have a whole season for Easter, which again, like it's not a single day because big, joyful celebration, like yeah. <laughs> making room for the reality that Christ is risen, that takes a while. Like you can't just do that in one day. Yeah. Um, and so I love too that the liturgical year gives us room um, to grow into these realities. That's exactly what I was that. just thinking. I was just thinking about that, that it's so to know that each year you're going to have these times of heart check that aren't just a day. It's not just when you happen to go to a women's retreat or whatever, like you have this season to be checking on where you are with different parts of your spiritual self that if you're not, a lot of us don't have that, you know, like, so we just, we don't, we fit it in where we can or whatever, but when it's set aside, when it's planned for, you're more likely to participate in it. Right. Right. And there's still freedom and flexibility and, you know, you don't do it the same way every year in all likelihood. Um, your life circumstance changes, your heart (laughs) changes, all sorts of stuff change. Um, and so that's okay. So you approach it with, fresh eyes with creativity. And that's a lot of what we try to offer in our work at Sacred Ordinary Days um, is giving people ways to approach a lot of what has become stale or rote or um, boring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you get a chance to approach those with fresh eyes and some creativity. And so yeah. um, that's a lot of the resources that we offer and questions that we ask and um, yeah, what we try to offer the church yeah. is a creative, fresh way to approach that which has, you know, that that which has become part of tradition. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you have a plan, like you were saying, like it's not it's not an oppressive thing. I talk about that even when I'm teaching about homeschool planning or planning in general. There's a lot of planning conversations <laughs> with cultivating yeah. the lovely, and I always feel like if I have a plan in place then I have more freedom than if I'm just yes. going off the cuff. Yeah. Because I have that thing where if things go terribly off the rails, I have that anchor to come back to. Mm-hmm. And it gives me room when I know what needs to be done or what I would like to get done. It gives me room then because I know I know where my white space is. I know, yeah. I know where all those pieces are so I'm able to take on other things or add things in or get creative or change things because I have that core already in place. And Mm -hmm. so I love that about, you know, the church season and about the resources that you guys have to offer because it's that core that then you can work off of to make your spiritual life more meaningful. That is exactly it there. I have no desire to give people like a path or a plan to follow and say, there, go and do likewise. No, 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 no. Like what I want to say is like, Hey, this is really helpful for a lot of people. What could this look like for you? How might it be helpful? Yeah. And, um, yeah. So a a practice of cultivating Sabbath, a Mm -hmm. weekly time for rest, for delight, for worship is another big chunk of the planner. And is I'll say a big part of my work right now is coming out of a long season of sabbatical yeah. now figuring out, okay, what does a weekly practice of Sabbath look like for our family with little boys and with 
a business that my husband and I are both in full time. Yeah. And at the, at, in past, we've had five employees at the moment. It's just Grant and I, and Grant's on his way transitioning out and perhaps back into engineering. We're not really sure what, um, I'm grateful that we're going to be able to give him this space to take some time and figure that out. But you know, that brings up all sorts of questions about what it looks like to have a whole day off every week. But Yeah. yeah, building that time and space in is so important. And you plan for the time and space, you protect it. And then you get to receive the gift of it rather than creating, like you're saying, Advent isn't an extra thing you do. It's a gift that you can choose to receive. It's an invitation that's extended to you that you can accept or not accept. And, you know, some some years I accept it more fully than others. Um, yeah. But that's all it is. It's an yeah. invitation to accept, a gift to receive, not an extra thing to do. Does that yeah. makes sense? No, that totally makes sense. Ladies, it's the holiday season. We know what that means. It means we're all crazy busy and we don't have time to be doing any extra errands than we're already doing. So if you are a contact wearer and you're needing to renew your contacts lens prescription, then I have just the service for you that is going to save you a ton of time. It's Simple Contacts. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from anywhere in minutes through an online vision test. You can do it from a computer or your phone. It's designed by doctors and every test is reviewed by an actual doctor so they're literally bringing the doctor's office to your home or your office or your kid's Christmas program. Heck, if you want to, you might as well kill two birds with one stone. The contact lenses are unbeatable and the vision test is only $20 plus shipping is free. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first Simple Contacts order with the promo code LOVELY20. My mom uses this service and absolutely loves it. It saves her so much time and money. She's able to get exactly the lenses that she wants and needs, but doesn't have to make an extra appointment to go to the doctor's office just to renew the prescription that's staying exactly the same. So if you want to try it for yourself, save a little time this holiday season, plus save $20 on your lenses, you can go to simplecontacts.com lovely20 or just entering the code lovely20 at checkout. I want to mention that this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. You still need those occasionally, but it is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. Don't just take it from us, though. Simple Contacts has been rated five stars over 5,000 times on the App Store. That's pretty impressive. So again, get $20 off at simplecontacts.com lovely20 or just enter the code lovely20 at checkout. Save time, save money, and save yourself a headache during this holiday season with Simple Contacts. I do want to ask, though, and this can sound like a thing-to-do question, but for people who are like, this has sparked their curiosity. They're like, okay, we're coming into this Advent season. I want to know what more of what this could look like for me. What would be like your top resources that you would refer people to to go deeper with this idea? Yes. Okay. So for each of the liturgical seasons, and I didn't explain the last one, the last one is the season after Pentecost, um, which is the second and longest season of ordinary time in the year, which is what we're in right now as we're preparing for Advent. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of this piques your curiosity, or if you say like, yeah, I'd really love to prepare to invite Christ into my home, heart, life, work. Um, well, we, we have a planner for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that may be a great way to start. Um, and on our website, you'll be able to download just Advent 
and you can see what it looks like to start moving into this rhythm. And we've been told that in there, you get everything you need to get started. Um, you can also go to sacredordinarydays.com slash advent. And on it, there are a list of a number of resources, books, podcasts, episodes, blog posts, um, and other various resources. Perfect. And if you have some, I'd love for you to share them with us. Um, including resources for what it looks like to enter into the season with your family. But a couple, a couple of my other favorites are, um, picking a practice or a type of prayer and committing to it for Mm. all of the days of Advent. And, um, you know, Advent and Lent are really related. And so in Advent, you're preparing for Christmas and Lent, you're preparing for Easter. And in both cases, the way, way, way back, um, they were both seasons of fasting and preparation. And the idea was that you're clearing the clutter, you're clearing the distraction so that you can find God. Yeah. And so that may be another idea that like, what can you get rid of in this season? Yeah. Um, or focus you... in on. Right. Then. Yeah. Yes. Um, what can you say a bigger yes to? What could you say a bigger no to? Mm-hmm. Advent calendars can be great because it's a way to visually count down, you know, how many days are left until Christmas. And as you find yourself with fewer and fewer days between you and Christmas, that's a great, a great way to check in and say like, do I feel any nearer to Christ than I did a couple days ago? Yeah. Um, Advent calendars can be great. Um, Lighting Advent candles. Um, And so each week you have... A different candle that you light, um, often a part of worship services on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Each one has a different focus, hope, joy, peace, love. Those can be great meditations, and that's a great easy yeah. way to get started. Um, we have resources for both of those on our website, and I can share some specific links for you to put in the show notes if that would be helpful. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but I would say start small and yeah. and start with the question, perhaps, what would it look like for me to create? create room for Christ to come, Yeah, come into my heart, come into my life, come into my work, come into my parenting, come into my homeschooling. Like, what would it look like if Christ was there? Yeah. Maybe, maybe full stop, or maybe if he was more there, it was more visible to other people that Christ was there. Yeah. Um, and see where that question takes you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's just so rich and such a great kind of path to get people started and looking more into it. I would love to hear from you guys in the Facebook group, you know, how this has, you know, sparked your interest or what you do with Advent or where you're going to go with it. You guys will have notes to all of this stuff in the show notes, but I just loved everything you had to say. It was so rich and deep. I'm so grateful that we were able to get the time to have you on. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks so much for reaching out. And I'll say too, um, I'm going to join the Facebook group and I'll be in there. I would love to chat. If you guys have questions, if you're like crazy woman, this makes no sense, or I still feel confused. I love this. I have found it really helpful. And my hope in doing this work is to make it available to more people who might not otherwise have come across it. And if that's you, let's chat. Or if you're a part of a tradition 
that you grew up with it, you're teaching it, you're raising your kids with it already, but it feels stale and rote when you're bored with it, or you just want some new creative resources. I'd love to chat with you too. That's, that's the fun of it. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Everyone's going to love that. Thank you so much. Okay. Now we're just going to go to like the goofy part of the interview. Yay. (laughs) So, um, I want to know what a typical day looks like for you right now. Ooh, if there is one. Well, my nine-month-old has decided he's not sleeping. Yeah. And so um, the days and nights are blurring a bit, oh. if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're working on it, but we're not through it yet. And so um, I'm getting up a couple times throughout the night to comfort a baby, to, you know, put yeah. him back down there, there. I am... Um, checking on our toddler who seems to be having some sleep disturbances happening as well. So I normally am waking up between six and seven, not fully, fully rested, but I love mornings. Um, We all have breakfast together as a family. Like meals are a thing in our house. Like we that eat good awesome. food. I just don't waste time with anything else. And that starts with breakfast. And so we all have breakfast together. And then um, Giles actually, uh, our baby, stays with my parents during the day. And Grant and I drive Guy to school together, which I also really love that Aww. we get like special quality time with him. Yeah. Drop him off at school. And then um, we've been living with my parents for the last few months while we finish renovating our house, which okay. we're like, finishing this week. I'm so Yay! excited. Grant's There's a like, lot happening for you in the next oh week. Oh gosh. Yeah. Grant um, is putting the cabinet doors back on our kitchen as you and I speak. Wow. Um, and so then we will come in and work from our house um, during the day, him on the house and answering emails for the business, me on all the other things for the business. And then, yeah, we go back and pick up Guy at the end of the day and get to hear about his day and hear about what stations he's been working at, um, (laughs) which is always super fun and funny. And he always gives us a report on how many monkey bars he did that day, which is also really fun. Yeah. (laughs) And then, um, we have dinner as a family. We all take turns cooking. Um, but meals are, like I said, just a staple favorite heart moment for our family. And it's definitely one of the places that I most focus on cultivating the lovely as beautiful, delicious meals that we get to eat together. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, we normally get the boys down by like seven, seven thirty, which is dreamy. And then we like chill, have some tea, have some wine. Yeah. I take a bath. Maybe, nice. maybe I answer a few emails. Maybe I don't, yeah. but like normally we just chill. I read a book. It's great. It's quality time. Ah, that sounds awesome. Ladies, nowadays we're constantly seeing articles and headlines about whether technology is helping or hurting us. And if you've followed here for a while, then you know I've talked a lot on my show about how I think it can do both. Really, if it hadn't been for technology, I wouldn't have made the friendships that I've made, especially in the last three or four years, and been able to connect with people from all over the world had it not been for technology. Well, I want to tell you about a new app that I found that I think takes this positive connection to another level, and that is Church Home Global. Church Home was started 25 years ago with the belief that church isn't so much about the place, but about the people. And that's behind the thinking of their new Church Home Global app. 
where you connect with people all around the world, have honest discussions, and create meaningful relationships all from your phone. I was able to talk with Chelsea Smith, who leads the women's ministry in Church Home Global and at the flagship church, and I was so impressed by the heart that they have behind this app. They truly want to bring people together. They don't want this app to be a replacement for church, but if you can't make it, it's a great alternative. And the fact that you're able to communicate with so many other people, keep the discussions open, and even message the people who are running the app, like Chelsea Smith, I just don't think that you find that in even many churches that people are attending these days. To be able to have that connection with the leaders is pretty amazing. My personal favorite part of the app is the she portion of it, where you can listen to messages and talk with other women from around the world about the things that are really pressing on your heart and what God is showing you. It's pretty seamless and beautiful the way that they've put this all together. And it's neat to see how Church Home is not about excluding people. It's not about being perfect. It's about being together, where everyone is welcome. Download the free Church Home Global app today and join Church Home's growing community. You can find the app by searching Church Home on the App Store or Google Play. It's spelled C-H-U-R-C-H-O-M-E or text CULTIVATE to 555-888 for a direct download link. That's CULTIVATE to 555-888 to get your direct link to the Church Home app today. So you can't, you maybe just answered my question though. My next question is, how are you currently cultivating the loveliness? So is it through the dinners or is there something else too? Focusing on meals because that's like a thing that I can do every day that I know will bring beauty and joy into my life. Um, and sometimes you just got to focus on what you can do. Um, that's a big thing. Another thing has been to let myself do what is necessary in my work And then beyond what is necessary, I let myself play. I see where my curiosity is taking me. I've been having a lot of fun with Insta stories lately and starting to post to Instagram again. That's new for me. Um, And I'm having lots of conversations that start on social media or on email and then inviting people to, you know, hop on Zoom or Skype with me. And so I'm doing a lot of talking to our community, like in real life. That's close awesome. to real life where I get to see them. Yeah. And that's like, that's like my number one cultivating the lovely thing and work. It's just like having conversations with real people in real life as much as possible. Um, that's yeah, awesome. it's been great. It's filling my cup. Yeah. And I think mine, I mean, I'm not having as many of the conversations, although I get to interview a lot of people, <laughs> which is fun. Oh yeah. You do it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I'm in this, like, I, I love planning and prepping. It's just like in my bones. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, gearing towards the end of the year, I've just got like all my wheels spinning, getting ready for the next year. And so I am deep in that now, like listening to business podcasts and spiritual podcasts and like everything, looking at like all the areas of my life of, okay, what are we going to do with the Patreon group? What are we going to do with the podcast? What am I, how am I, you know, cultivating my own spiritual life? How am I connecting with my friends? Like analyzing all excuse me, analyzing all of those things right now. And it sounds, I'm sure, like boring and annoying to some people, but I just love that part of the year to kind of look back over the last year, what's changed, what actually happened with the goals that I set out a year ago. Absolutely. 
I got to say, I, I kind of just had to laugh at myself last night. I looked at some of the goals that I had, like, especially financially a year ago. I was like, was I having like an out of body experience or <laughs> what happened here that I thought this scenario was possible? Oh, but, the joys of entrepreneurship. Isn't yes. it fun? Sometimes oh, you goodness. like blow past your wildest dreams yeah. and sometimes you're like, yes, was this an out of body experience yeah. when I wrote this goal? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it's good to have that check, though, like, of reality, having actually now done a whole year of, like, really pursuing my business and everything to be like, okay, so what's a reasonable reasonable goal for next year that maybe we can attain? And then if we surpass it, fabulous, but let's not, you know, be thinking I'm going to buy a mansion in a year. Not that that's what it was, but it was still just like, what what happened here? So I'm... Well, perhaps off the podcast, we can have more conversations about that. I would love to hear about your goal planning and goal setting process, your goal evaluation process that I'll say too. (laughs) Well, you can cut this part out, but I was going to (laughs) say that too is like a part of our planner. Yes. Um, Yeah. No, not don't cut this part out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love, I love hearing how other people approach it. Um, how regularly you do check-ins, what they look like for you. If you invite people in to have a voice or a vote in that process. Um, and I, I think I remember hearing that you use Laura Casey's um, power sheets, which I'm a fan of as well. She does a great job. Yeah, I'm actually I'm using kind of your planner and Laura's planner side by side for this year. And I'm really liking that, especially as I'm like I'm working in your planner (laughs) into my goals in Laura's planner, which is really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And they they make such incredible products. And I think like um, like a lot of companies, organizations, there's so much of what we do that dovetails. There are certainly some distinctives, but it makes me happy when people find the right combination and system that works for them and uh, make it their own, which is the point. Yep, exactly. And it's fun this year because I've seen how much of, especially our Patreon community is also loving the power sheets and wanting to use them. So we're getting to incorporate that into our community and have accountability there. So we're actually utilizing these tools that we've purchased. And then I have like a core group of friends who I'm doing it with in person as well which is oh that's amazing so helpful yeah because then there's that kind of heightened accountability aspect to it and yeah i'm really excited to be doing that over this well, next people year. to people to troubleshoot with too yeah. um yeah that's awesome well now i have to join your patreon community too so they can oh. see how other folks <laughs> use their power sheets yes so fun all coming it's all coming so we're very excited <laughs> okay are you ready for the stock questions oh let's do them okay candles or essential oil diffuser candles all right cloth napkins or paper always cloth you're amazing (laughs) is that adding to your overwhelm (laughs) it just always impresses me when people answer that it's been part of our home life since we got married or since like before we got married um I mean I just I like cloth napkins they make me real happy to that beautiful dining experience that you're having it does I mean like I always set the table have a craft of water. I mean, you know, it's just, it makes me real happy. So I do it. I mean, you know, like kudos to you. That's amazing. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. There are a lot of other things I don't do. Let's be real clear, but (laughs) that's the thing I do. Yeah. I love it. Okay. City or country? Ooh, um, both. Normally I would say city, but my parents live out a ways on about 16 acres Okay. and I am finding my soul like deep breath, deep breath. So yeah. Yeah, 
I don't know, both. <laughs> That's a good answer. Okay, paper or digital? Also both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a paper girl through and through. Love stationery. Used to be a wedding planner. Oh. Um, but you know, a well-designed app, a well-executed podcast, it's it's tough yeah, to beat. It, it is. It's nice to have that real-time interaction. So yeah, I agree. Okay, shopping. Would you rather do it online or in store? Online for what I know I need and comparing options and in-store when my brain just needs like a screen break. Yeah. Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you make dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or to music? Music. Okay. And what is some of your favorite music to listen to? Hmm. Well, um, we've got a bunch of different podcasts. I mean, a bunch of different playlists that we've uh, curated on Spotify. And so I will often pick one of those. Um, my friend Haley, who was our graphic designer for several years is just like an amazing DJ. And it's one of the many things I miss about working with her. Um, and so I will often just pull up playlists that she has curated. I can share a link with those too. Um, but yeah, Pandora or Spotify. Like I like a mix of things I put together and things other people put together (laughs) that I don't have to think about. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Dark always. Yes. Amen. Okay. Sports or no sports? Nah. All right. No sports. <laughs> if the, if it's ever a, well, I have to, no, that's just an automatic just no. no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Ooh. Um, you know, I'm going to own it. I'm coming back into a scene where, season where I yeah. want to be living broadcasting. Yeah. yeah. Amen. All right. I like it. Favorite movie? Goodwill Hunting, long time. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) Okay. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum, and by that I mean, you know, like natural things. There's been some confusion lately when I've put this question out there. But Oh, funny. Yeah. Natural, you know, if you were to put yourself on the spectrum, zero is totally not crunchy, and 10 is completely crunchy, singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair. Where are you on the spectrum? I'm giving like the most boring answers ever, but I feel like I'm like right in the middle. There are a bunch of things that just like my personal preference and like aesthetic, you know, tends to be like way more on the crunchy route, but I don't feel like, um, I don't feel overly evangelistic about it. All right. Um, yeah. And you don't have to be. You can just live your, your semi crunchy lifestyle and you don't. Yeah. I just sort of do, I just sort of do my thing and yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. That was such a rich conversation. We are going to break it into two episodes because people need to just like (laughs) soak it all in. It's perfect. It's great to have during this Advent season. Thank you so much. Mackenzie, I loved being with you today. It's been fun to start getting to know you, and I'm looking forward to more of that in the future. And it was really neat to chat, and um, I'm looking forward to listening to more of your episodes along the way. You're a great interviewer, and it made a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we will talk again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Well, I don't know about you ladies, but I just feel ready to go sink into Advent and enjoy it for all that it's worth. I love everything that Jen had to say. Again, you can hop over into our Cultivating the Lovely Facebook group to be able to interact with Jen and get answers to any of your Advent questions that you might have. She would love to engage with you there. And if you'd like to get the show notes to this episode, all the links that we mentioned, including her new Sacred Ordinary Days planner that's coming out for 2019, then you can go to boldturquoise.com forward slash zero nine three. Thanks for leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes. Until next week when I am back with Christy Cambren, I hope you have a wonderful week and go be bold and gracious. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.